Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. We have a little bit of updating on, guess what? Yeah. Coronavirus and what's virus. going on. Yeah. But really, uh, it's, 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 uh, it comes from coronavirus and what's going on, but it's really about civil liberties, I think. Yeah. The purpose of liberty and how the, how the thing's being messed up. And we're going to look at a couple articles written by friends uh, of, uh, of liberty. Yeah. And uh, the, the one person we'll be quoting and starting with is Dr. McCullough. Yeah. And, uh, you followed him for quite a while, haven't and you? And watched yeah. him on... He's, and I keep thinking, why, why is he different? And the one thing is, is people can sense that he's credible, you yeah. know, like, uh, uh, you know, like he's telling us the truth yeah, <laughs> and this yeah. sort of thing. And intelligent enough. And he's been in the fight for a long time. And, you know, of course, uh, we've talked about frequently as Malone. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, he's in the news. And, uh, of course, uh, I have to be a little careful with what he's saying today. He might scare people, yeah. but you know what? Sometimes the truth is scary, and uh, I believe he puts it in the right perspective. But I do want to start with uh, Dr. McCullough, and he say, he concentrates in this article, uh, and it appeared on Zero Hedge, uh, was on treatment. Yeah. That the treatment got all messed up, you know, uh, they, they interfered and, and especially uh, the medical profession in the government, the government yeah. medical, the FDA and NIH and, and you know, uh, Fauci efforts and all this stuff has interfered where they've done it's really the opposite of what they should be doing. They should be concentrating and talking about treatment. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he provides uh you, you know a discussion that shows that they actually didn't enhance uh uh you know treating the the patient and and trying to prevent them from going to the hospital it was uh, uh they actually prohibited it at times yeah. so so this is this is ra rather a sad story and um he he one thing he uh, thought should have been done and our doc most doctors would agree is is uh, why never? Why did they never develop a protocol? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, it just adds to the fuel that says why trust any of them for anything. Yeah, but in, in tradition, when uh, uh, when they were a little bit more reputable, they would devise a protocol and say this is the best way you do it. But once they get a hint of private doctors developing a protocol, they find how to, how to obstruct, you know, and I'm alluding to the fact of uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine and yeah. ivermectin uh, has been prohibited and made difficult, so it hasn't been developed. There are a lot of people in the country, they can't, they can't, you know, regulate every single doctor and patient in the country. And there's been a resistance to this. And, uh, of course, there's a big argument going on. Has uh, are, are the people who have resisted, are they right? Uh, and or, or are the people who say you have to follow the rules and do exactly what Fauci says? So this, this, is, a, this is a pretty important uh, position that we're in in this country to make this decision. And obviously... Uh, the most important thing I emphasize has been, you know, uh, no matter what kind of a problem you have, whether it's social, religious, uh, defense, that it, you're better off solving these problems, you know, at a, in a private way, volunteerism, outside of government regulation. And I guess 
Really, uh, the, the chaos is coming from the fact that uh, the, um, uh, the decision has been made in the last couple of years to use the bureaucracy. Oh, all we need is bureaucracy and more yeah. money. Just think of all the money that's been sent and think of all the profits, uh, not millions and billions. We're talking about trillions of dollars. Yeah. And, and yet there's a real strong line drawn here between the people who want to practice medicine much closer to what I believe medicine should be like versus the whole thing that know what we need are more vaccines. You know, and it's it's probably as sharply divided as that because the vaccine effort, you'd, you'd think with all the evidence that there's questions about this, that they, they would at least say, well, uh, you know, this is something we should consider and people should make a choice, that sort of thing. But that isn't the case. Uh, it's uh, it's bureaucracy uh, versus uh, freedom of choice. Yeah. Well, let's put up that first clip because Dr. McCullough is, uh, this is an interview he did with the Epoch Times that was picked up by Zero Hedge. Uh, and the, the headline is, Outpatient Treatments for COVID-19 Have Been Suppressed. The suppress is a strong word. When you look at Dr. McCullough, nobody needs to really refresh but he's an internist, he's a cardiologist, he's an epidemiologist, and he's the lead author of the first paper published on early COVID-19 treatment with a multi-drug regimen. So he's been there. He's not some guy who just came out of Mars. He knows what he's talking about. And our point, as, as, as you suggested when you opened, Dr. Paul, our point of bringing this up is not to say that there is a miracle drug or a miracle protocol out there uh, and to push it. Our, our point is to say we don't know if there is one or isn't one. But what we're saying is so crazy is why aren't they investigating it? Of all things, two years into this virus, they haven't spent any effort whatsoever in looking at what you can do to people. And this is what, what Dr. McCullough says. There are different stages of this illness. Everyone knows there's inflammation in the beginning and then there's blood clots in the end. So why not treat these things? Why is nobody interested in looking at it? And it's pretty shocking. And actually, here's a quote. If you can put up that second one. Here's a quote from the article, from the interview. Lots of messagings on the vaccine, but zero mentioning on treatment. None. And it's been that way from the beginning. There's a theme here. I hope everyone is starting to get the theme. There is zero effort, interest, promotion, or care about early treatment people who are sick with COVID-19. But there is a complete and total focus on people who don't have COVID-19 and giving them a vaccine. And I think the right question to ask is why? Yes, and, and this, this quote appears in there and they're concentrating on people that uh, don't have COVID and uh, giving them the back to the vaccine promotion is the is the big deal, but but the the other thing that uh, the managers of this and that is the Fauci people mm -hmm. and the government and the bureaucrats and NIH and the the rest of them, uh, they they don't talk about you know an understanding about uh, you, you know good health prevention, but also working natural immunity into this. You know, yeah. if you could identify people who have natural immunity, why, if there's any doubt at all on the vaccines, which is the doubts are growing. Yes. I mean, I think instinct for a lot of us was that at the beginning, you, you need to question this, especially when it hasn't been actually approved. It was rushed through. A lot of money was involved. There was reason to suspect that the vaccine might not be the greatest thing in the world. And, uh, and natural immunity uh, gets set aside. Matter of fact, 
they're bad people. Yeah. They've been painted as bad people. You hear it all the time on the liberal news stations, how bad these people are, and they're, they're selfish and mean and nasty and murderers because they won't take their vaccine. And of course, we've talked a lot about that, but I think that dramatizes how uh, how difficult this d- debate is where where people uh, come along and uh, just are in denial of ex- accepting traditional scientific medical uh, information that's been around for a long time on immunity but uh, it, it's 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 certainly it is a mess and uh, Hopefully it gets straightened out, but there's some, there are still a lot of things to be uh, concerned about. And I think it was the Brownstone Institute that listed over a hundred studies showing the superiority of natural immunity. A <laughs> hundred studies, can they all be wrong? And here's one, one last clip from the article in the Epoch Times article about this. And I think this is a very rational suggestion. This is something that you'd think that people would think, why haven't they done this? And here's from the article. McCullough suggests that there be a monthly review of new therapies used to treat COVID, both at national and global level, for doctors to re- learn and review from their peers. Quote, the idea that if there's no review, you'd think there would be the World Health Organization would actually assign a task force. This is the biggest health problem, and a monthly review of promising therapies would be useful, he says. So it's, uh, it's strange that because, you know, we've, we've heard stories about parts of India, Uttar Pradesh, that use different kinds of uh, protocols and were successful. We don't know. We didn't go there and check it out. But he's right. Why isn't there a review? Okay, over here, he talks about in Bangladesh, they use something to do with the iodine or something. Uh, did it work? Didn't it work? Why don't you look into it? The World Health Organization, I don't think they're hurting for money. Uh, but still, no one seems interested at all. You know, 99% of what we hear about in debate, on both sides of the argument, is uh, who's right about the vaccine or not vaccine. You know, it's a technical yeah. argument, but it's essentially rare. Uh, it's not all rare on this station, but the principle of how you solve the problems, do you do it by government or you do it by voluntarism, you yeah. know, outside of the bureaucracy? And very little talk about that. Uh, it's, it's always... Who's making these final decisions? And of course, uh, you know, there's one doctor that gets on every Sunday morning for two years and the people are still bowing to him. That's just what the problem is. You know, in in medicine, um, the problems can go wrong and you can have what they call iatrogenic diseases. The doctor did something uh, and and, and actually caused it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can be uh, inadvertent and, and, and they omitted to do something or did something wrong by, and they call it commissioner or uh, omission. They didn't do it or they did something wrong. But I think there's another word we ought to deal with here is prohibition. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to what they have done with people with hydroxy, things that you've already mentioned just now, that they've been around yeah. and, and they, they have been tested, but it's, uh, it's really so important to them to destroy freedom of choice on whether or not they can use hydroxy. The, the, the rules are absurd. They don't have a law out there that so nobody can ever use hydroxy again. Yeah. But you, you, in this country, there's a rule that you have to be in a hospital. Yeah. You know, uh, so. It's, uh, it's, it's very strange, and we wonder why. I mean, the obvious answer is there's a lot of money being made by the drug companies who spend a lot of money lobbying, but we don't want to suggest that. <laughs> well, the next one we want to talk about, I think if we're ready to move on to the second one, is a similar one. And it's another bad doctor who you're not allowed uh-huh. to talk about. This is Dr. Robert Malone, who was recently banned from Twitter for life. 
for questioning some aspects of a technology that he had a hand in actually inventing, which is the mRNA te technology. And interestingly enough, we didn't talk about this before the show, but I noticed that Senator Paul, uh, in disgust over uh, the recent bannings, Malone and also uh, Congresswoman Green, he said, I'm out of here, I'm out of YouTube, I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. So uh, it's interesting how the crackdowns are, are coming. But Malone writes about this story, and we can actually put up the next quote, and I'll just I'll hand it back over to you after we, we, uh, we start it off. But this is an insurance company out of Indiana, a big company. It's been around since 1877. The CEO says something really weird is going on. He said deaths are up 40% among people ages 18 to 64. And you know, Dr. Paul, insurance guys are, they're looking at numbers because that means a lot of money. He's talking about, we're gonna lose $100 million on this. So he's not trying to do a political statement. He's looking at the you know, actuarial tables and trying to figure out what's going on. And, and these, these tremendous increase, you'd think, you know, what they have done so far is they're real anxious to just say, you know, it's COVID, it's COVID, it's COVID. But they, they haven't, they don't, they're not identified. So this might even be beyond their propaganda yeah. that people are dying. And, of course, the, uh, the, the big question that uh, Malone asked is, uh, uh, could it be genetic vaccines, vaccines yeah. that have a genetic approach to it, which... I guess it's never been tested like this before. Yeah. They've known about that. It's been in the lab. They've never quite done it this. And so his, his title to his article is really scary. Uh, but sometimes the truth is scary. He said, what if the largest experiment on human beings in history is a failure? What if this is, well, what if this is all gone wrong and they've made a lot of mistakes? But there's been mistakes, uh, you know, in medicine that were bad and they followed them for many years and they punished doctors who tried to change things because they, when, when uh, a long time before they had viruses, just the understanding bacteria, that's not like uh, they knew about bacteria and how it affected diseases for a thousand years or 500 years. It's just, you know, a hundred years or two that people knew about that, but they, they were doing the wrong thing for a long time. And, and now he's asking this question, but this may be a very, very big question. I, and I think there's a lot of people, you, you know, will, will want to go one way or the other on this, but what they need is an honest discussion. That's, this is why they shouldn't silence these people. And uh, fortunately, uh, there's a few fighters out there knowing something about the Internet, and they know how to get a message out, and uh, we'll do our best to get our message out. But everybody has the, res uh, has the responsibility, and uh, every everybody, everybody should protest. And, uh, you know, <laughs> C-SPAN had a... I questioned on TV this morning. They were having anybody that can call in and report. Have they been to a protest? Uh, and and you know what they're thinking about? Who went to? This is because of January 6th. Yeah, yeah. Who's been to the protest? And I kept thinking, why well, protest every single day? Yeah, exactly. Everybody should be protesting if you think you have a link to a truthful statement, a truthful position. Yeah. So uh, yes. Uh, but, but a lot of people now will think that uh, if you're a protester, uh, you're somebody evil. If you go along with, uh, you know, Fauci, then you're yeah. uh, <laughs> obedient enough that uh, you'll get your, your bonus. Yeah. You know, one thing I saw the other day with a drugstore, they mentioned this was um, before 
before the, vi the uh, vaccines came out, somebody found out they had, you know, there was a lot of controversy whether it'd be a vaccine, <laughs> but CVS already had the vaccines in store. <laughs> you know, they, they had them ready to go. Ready to uh, go. And, uh, and, and so, so sometimes things aren't uh, news. They're not newsy. They're just, uh, uh, you know, part of the plan. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> but that's is, a conspiracy. That's yeah. right. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, the company's called One America. It's headquartered out in Indianapolis. Again, 1877 it was founded. The CEO is Scott Dawson. Uh, it's a $100 billion insurance company, so it's not some fly-by-night, you know, in the, front, in the storefront. But here's what he said. We are seeing right now the highest death rates we have seen in the history of this business, and not just at One America, he says. And you mentioned about the COVID. He says, you know, because they need to know this, the insurance companies, they need to know this because it's their bread and butter. He said, what the data is showing to us is that the deaths that are being reported as COVID deaths greatly understate the actual death losses among working age people in the pandemic. It may not all be COVID in the death certificate, but the deaths are just huge, huge numbers. And here's a couple of other quotes from the article. If we can put up that next clip, uh, it's, it's fascinating. And this is, the, the, again, the CEO of this company. He said, what we just saw in the third quarter, we're seeing it continue into the fourth quarter, is that death rates are up 40% over what they were pre-pandemic. Just to give you an idea of how bad that is, a three sigma or one in 200 year catastrophe would be a 10% increase over pre-pandemic, he said. So 40% is just unheard of. And the next, the last clip from, from this article, uh, the, and this is Dr. Lindsey Weaver. He's the uh, chief medical officer for the state of Indiana. He, he said at a recent news conference, <clears throat> quote, uh, he says, the number of hospitalizations in the state is now higher than before the COVID-19 vaccine was introduced a year ago, and in fact is higher than it's been in the past five years. So how with the vaccine is hospitalizations higher? I, I'm impressed on how these statistics are used to uh, adapt their propaganda. You know, when they needed a lot of cases in order to justify the vaccines and push it along, uh, you know, all of a sudden they bloated the statistics. You know, everybody died. Remember the statistic that showed that there's no more flu, yeah, yeah. which which was fake. But then they then they came come along and they give vaccines out for six, 12 months. And they in uh, there in the position they're in now, the, the, the vaccines aren't working. Yeah. And yet uh, they say, well, we we just need a lot, a lot more. Or maybe they're over over, uh, you know, reporting and, and whatever. But they'll use the statistic uh, whether they want to have more vaccines or say, oh, the vaccines are good. Now they're good. Now they're saying the vaccines aren't so good. So they have to go back to saying, well, we can't give up on vaccines. Maybe more is best. Yeah. And boy, now when you think of this, if if there's just an iota of truth of this concern about this genetic vaccine stuff, can, can you imagine these people getting them, what, well, twice is a lot, three times, four well, times. four in Israel, and, yeah. And that lady that was on the airplane, what was it, on the seventh time? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, what they're trying to do is rewrite history, Dr. Paul. They're trying to say, we never said that you're not going to get COVID oh. if you take the vaccine. But it's out there. We've, we've shown the videos time and time again. 
Fauci said, if you get vaccinated, that's a dead end for the virus. Can't go any further. That's not true. Biden says, if you get these shots, you're not going to get COVID. Totally untrue. Over and over again. So they want to rewrite history because the things they said that the, that the vaccine did, it doesn't do now. And so that's, that's a, a real problem. But uh, do you want to move on to the next one? Well, let, oh, me, yeah, let me go do ahead. Sorry, one yeah. more uh, on uh, Malone, because he expressed himself on something that, that has always just really bothered me. Is how, uh, I don't know, I don't think he has the final answer, but how did they get this so organized worldwide? Yeah. This is, and that's why he claims this is the biggest hoax in the world. He, he didn't use the word hoax, but uh, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. He says, furthermore, we have also been living through the most massive global coordinated propaganda and censorship campaign in the history of the of the human race yeah. and, uh, and w- which means you know this this is once again what they're talking about is the absence of uh, free people making their own minds and and making decisions rather than having the bureaucrats and the authoritarians uh, dictating it and gaining more power uh, that that is a real problem and uh, but uh, in order not to finish on a bad note on this subject is a lot of people are waking up yeah. and they're sick and tired of it and they're hearing it and the crowds are coming out in protest uh, even around the world. Oh, yeah. And that's good. I got a clip of one of those later. <laughs> but our final story today is, is a good news story because we need a little good news. And this is actually, I can put up that next clip. Uh, 35 Navy SEALs uh, sued uh, both the... Uh, the uh, Defense Secretary, the uh, Secretary of the Navy, etc., about this religious exemptions because we've talked about this before, Dr. Paul, that it's a farce. They say, oh, you can just put in a religious exemption. Every single one automatically denied. It's fraudulent to claim there is such a thing when there isn't. So these guys sued, and I'm looking for the name of the, uh, of the uh, not-for-profit law firm that represented them, but they are definitely the good guys. So the good news is that a federal judge... Uh, decided to block the Navy from punishing these SEALs. They're claiming a religious exemption. They don't want to take the shot. And there's, I don't know how long it'll last, but at least now there's some pushback from the judges on this. You know, the diversity in the judicial system, we've complained a lot about the FBI and the Justice Department and how politicized they've been. But in this case, around the country, because the states have different rules and regulations, people know that it's uh, nicer to live in Florida now than in New York. And, you know, there's still a little bit of freedom to move around. Uh, but the, uh, the forced vaccination, uh, you, you know, is getting, um, getting attention. And, and, and there's been many rulings that have been favorable. Uh, but you don't know what will happen because you can't even you can't even say, well, if there's any problems, there'll be appeals. But once it gets to the Supreme Court, now that we have a conservative Supreme Court, we're sure to have them rule in favor of liberty. Yeah. Don't hold our breaths. We'll be <laughs> we'll be not doing well. Um, the organization is First Liberty Institute, and they're the ones that are helping these guys. Uh, you know, it's really disgusting. We've talked about it before. Everyone says, oh, support the troops, support the troops. They're supporting our freedom. The reality is these troops are being treated very, very badly indeed yeah. by the government. Um, but here's something good, though. Let's put up this next one. This is a tweet about this judge who ruled this way, and I like this. Federal judge just granted temporary injunction to a group of Navy SEALs seeking religious exemption from the vaccine mandate. Judge Reed O'Connor, quote, 
There is no COVID-19 exception to the First Amendment. There is no military exclusion from our Constitution. Sounds like a good judge. There are a few of them out there. So we yeah, that's right. Take and, cheer. Uh, and they need to re be rewarded, you yeah. know, in a sense of getting public support for it. So, um, but, you know, this uh, leaves a dilemma for some people. Uh, what, what do you do? I mean, there's the propaganda is so strong. The vaccine people are so powerful. And the politics of it's tough. The courts might be helping us. People need to be awakened. But what do you do now? And yeah. I think it has started. I think more people now know a little bit about uh, health habits and dealing with their own immune system. And, uh, and, and that makes a difference, the re personal responsibility. And uh, there was this new uh, uh, report here. CDC admits 61% of teens hospitalized for COVID-19 had severe obesity, mm. you know, and uh, this, uh, this was, uh, there wasn't a tremendous number, but, and a little bit more than we expected, but small compared to the whole thing. Yeah. But the whole, the big thing is, is a lot of this is preventable in spite of all the obstacles the government puts in our way. Yeah. So the people, <clears throat> you know, can take it into their own hands, which has to do with eating habits, exercise habits, and, uh, and, and, and the things that you can do that uh, will, will build up your immune system. And it's surprising if they look into it, there's a lot of things that can be found that's not real expensive, that you can be found in nature and uh, your immune system. You know, vitamin D isn't exactly uh, a genetic modification yeah. of a vaccine. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, all you have to do is look in these carts and you're at the store. I mean, it's really astonishing. No fresh vegetables, just frozen. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, I'm going to close with a couple of little quick things, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, the first one is we talked a lot about Australia. They turned the whole place into an open-air prison, the whole country. They beat people who protested. They're forcing jabs in them. They're sending people to camps, concentration camps, if they test positive. Well, all of that should have totally wiped out COVID because we know all these measures absolutely work. No question. Well, let's look at this next clip. Uh, not going so hot. Australia reports 35,326 new coronavirus cases. The biggest one-day increase on record. And let's look at this is Dr. Eli David. We talk about him a lot. He's very, very good. And here's another one. Here is the chart, Australia. Look at all the lockdowns. Lockdown, mandate, mandate, lockdown, send you to prison. Cases in Australia are up 119,111% since the Washington Post said they almost eliminated COVID by putting faith in science. If we put it back up there real quick. Um, and then uh, Ian says, I wonder if we'll get an update on why the lockdowns, quarantine camps, mask mandates, vaccine passports, and incredibly high vaccination rates stopped working. Look at that on the right, Dr. Paul. Cases through the roof. Nothing they did worked. They destroyed the country. They destroyed people's lives. They destroyed businesses and had no effect on the virus. Something this big should be happening in Australia, I oh, think. That's for sure. You, you, it, it, there was an image of Australia at one time was a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people from, from the States were thinking, you know, there's more freedom in Australia. Yeah. But I don't think there will be that 
many more people moving. They they may move and shift around the, our states yeah. because some of our states are better than others, and and I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful that that is still available. I'm going to close on emphasizing two things that I have emphasized all along to keep people's minds on it, and that that is uh, natural immunity as well as uh, vaccine passports, because these are two two issues that we ought to draw a red line in to the best of our ability because they have put some obstacles in there and some penalties there that you have to give deep thought to when people are threatened with a livelihood and taking care of their family and, and whatever if you don't do exactly as I say with get a vaccine if you don't get your vaccine you're going to lose your job uh, that is pretty rough but we should keep in mind these two things but but also defending the rights uh, of people uh, that uh, have natural immunity. I mean, even the principle, this has to be promoted because uh, it isn't like there is such a thing as a natural right to immunity, uh, natural uh, immunity. You should have a right to freedom, a right to a freedom of choice. That That is the, the big difference. And that works into it, whether it's a passport, which is a very strong violation of the movement of people, the freedom to move, and, and, and yeah, just privacy. So those are the threats that are out there. They've been around before, and we've had our ups and downs, even all the way back to Civil War times. There was a lot of violations of civil liberties in World War I and World War II, and uh, they back off a little bit, but never completely. And what we need is a uh, understanding of why that is the issue, is protecting the freedom of choice of individuals to solve their problems and with a conviction that uh, pr pr allowing the government to take the power to pretend it knows what's best for us. That's what has to be made very clear. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.